Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more about the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Not too shabby, my friend. Not too shabby. Uh, everything's going A-OK. Smootherific. That's awesome, man. Of course, we are broadcasting live this evening, Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here at Mixler.com slash Awesome chat going on right now. They've been so gracious to us as we've been moving through a lot of technical difficulties. But hey, we're here and we're having fun. That's what it's all about. Bellman, I don't know if you know this or not. I mean, I, I know that you are sometimes on the Twitters and sometimes abstain, but the Rogue's Rumble is done, sir. I caught that. I saw Black Flash pulled it out in the end. Black Flash pulled it out in the end. Of course, last year in 2015, uh, 2014's Rogue's Rumble, the Reverse Flash was the grand winner. Of course, in that championship match, it was Reverse Flash versus Black Flash. This year, same matchup, Reverse Flash versus Black Flash. I got to tell you, I'm very surprised. I didn't even have Black Flash going past the first round. I thought now that we were into the show and that uh, Black Flash hasn't really been a key player at this point, I, I didn't think that he would get the love. But um, I got to tell you, the DC Universe Online official Twitter account came in early on. Uh, they got behind the Black Flash, and I think that's part of the reason why uh, he was able to go the distance. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, the, the if it was just show-based, yeah. Uh, or, or, or rather, if most people voting were, were fans of the show, I could see Reverse Flash taking it all away. But, you know, you throw in, you know, the, the comic book fans, people who are familiar with some of the other uh, rogues that haven't featured on the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. That makes sense. Well, like I said, I did scope through the uh, the brackets that we got in. And, yeah, unfortunately, nobody saw that coming. So uh, uh, major upset. Better luck next year. We'll definitely do it again. And I got to tell you, this entire Rogues Rumble, in fact, the uh, the fan support behind the Black Flash has got my mind thinking, some wheels turning uh, about what we may see in this series in the future. We'll save that for later because right now we've got an awesome episode to talk about. Um, Bell, I, I think probably the best bet here. I mean, do you have any other kind of pre-show news or items to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. Let's just jump on down, down in it. The, the Rundown. rundown. Episode 19, Who is Harrison Wells? Directed by Wendy Stensler and story by... Ray Utarnashit and Courtney Norris. Uh, Wait, no, Ray who? Utarnashit. I don't think he tarnished anything, man. I thought he did a great job. I thought so, too. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, this episode, Joe and Sisko decide to investigate the accident scene in Starling City where Wells' wife Tess Morgan died 15 years previously after Barry informs them that Dr. Tina McGee had said that Dr. Wells had been like a different person after the accident. With the help of Captain Quentin Lance, they locate a buried corpse near where the deadly crash occurred. While there, Assistant District Attorney slash Vigilante Laurel Lance, a.k.a. Black Canary, asks for Sisko's help in improving the sonic weapon used by her late sister, Sarah Lance, a.k.a. the Canary, uh, which he does, giving Laurel a new canary cry. Back in Central City, a metahuman shapeshifter, Hannibal Bates, is robbing banks by impersonating bank tellers throughout the city since the particle accelerator explosion. When pursued by Eddie and Barry, he takes Eddie's shape and frames him for murder. He later impersonates Barry and ultimately learns his identity as the Flash. Caitlin develops a serum to suppress Bates' power, allowing Barry to defeat him. Bates is subsequently incarcerated at Star Labs and Eddie is cleared. After a series of tests confirm that the corpse is the original Harrison Wells, Barry, Caitlin, and Sisko locate the imposter's secret room at Star Labs and find both the Reverse Flash's costume and a newspaper article from the future concerning the Flash's fate during a crisis. So, man, last week we talked about how um, the episode it wasn't quite what we've come to expect in terms of uh, just in, in general greatness from this series. This episode, I feel like, is true to form. We're back on track a lot of fun this episode, a lot of really great reveals and suspense tied along with it. Absolutely. Good episode. Uh, this is this is setting up the dominoes for the rest of the season, and it, it can only go, you know, it can only just get better from here. 
basically. imagines. I mean, look, let's let's talk about uh, this first off. You know, back in the day when uh, when uh, Cisco and Joe go in, into Barry's old house and kind of take their little team up to the side, it was one of our favorite things. And here we have a return of the Sis Joe, or Joseph, spelled with a C. Ah, uh, Joseph sound Joseph like Joseph, like Joe C I P H. Uh, okay, okay, Joe Joseph. C I yeah. Lady Joseph. Yeah, it looks better when it's spelled out. I'm sure it does. But regardless, man, these guys are back at it, teaming up to go and track down uh, some evidence to, uh, I guess, maybe not prove, but perhaps validate this theory that um, something has happened to the original Harrison Wells. They go all the way to Star City, um, home, of course, of Arrow, and get a chance to meet up with some characters that we know from the Arrow series. Now, Bell, at this stage, I, I know that you know we've been doing our Arrow TV talk in season one. Um, what was that experience like to you as somebody who's not been currently coexisting in the Arrow world? Well, I knew, I knew who Black Canary was. I knew that she was Laurel Lance, uh, and I knew that Sarah Lance had from, been from the comics. You mean? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, like you know, I, I picked up pieces here and there from from Arrow, uh, and I knew that she was currently in that role in Arrow, and uh, so it, it wasn't too crazy. I really liked the fact that you know Cisco, because because previously the sonic device, I, I don't know how it was used because I haven't seen those episodes, but when Sarah Lance was the canary, right. the sonic device she was using, uh, it, it looked like like a handheld. Thing. Yeah, it was some sort of like handheld box. Okay. Okay. Well, I really appreciated the fact that Cisco turned this thing into a choker. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, they're, they're chokers are fashion statements too. No, this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Especially one that provides supersonic canaries cry. Absolutely. And and they named it like canary cry, right? Oh, of course they did. Well, I mean, like you know, the great thing about having a Cisco or or even with like Ray Palmer that we saw last week is that these guys can introduce the names of characters into the show. Actually, it, it goes beyond that because Caitlin, uh, from time to time, will introduce some different comic booky style names, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so, yeah, so, okay, so what? let me ask you this. This introduction of the Canaries Cry into this universe being more tech-based than meta, uh, how does that flow with you? Well, I- I'm okay with that. I mean, uh potentially we don't know the extent of the particle accelerator and like uh how far out the dark energy and all that kind of stuff traveled into our world uh, so i mean presumably you could assume that maybe if the extent of that dark energy spread all the way to starling city that she could have been affected by it sure but clearly she wasn't um so i'm fine with this like i i metahumans it's it's kind of weird that the only metahuman that didn't turn to crime is Barry. Uh, is that true? Well, I mean, you know, I guess that I guess that so far is what we've seen. Firestorm. Right? I mean, well, in in um, well, Plastique was kind of a morally gray character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm okay with with I'm okay with her not being. Uh, I'd like to see some more, you know, you know, friendly, good guy metahumans because we have Flash and Firestorm. Sure. Um, but like everybody else seems to be tech enhanced. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I was a little, I, I guess to some extent I'm fine with it. it. This makes sense as far as kind of the progression of the Canary's power set uh, for what we've seen in this world. Like you mentioned, Sarah had kind of the Canary's cry box and to have this kind of manipulated to give the appearance as though, um, you know, Laurel will be able to create it with her voice. It, it is an evolution and, and I'm fine with that to some extent. I do hope, though, and I'm, I'm, I'm not writing off the possibility that at some point she may very well get that meta ability. Could be in some form of future particle acceleration style something that increases metahumans beyond just Central City. Maybe that impacts her while she's wearing the Canary's Cry Choker. You know, like there could be something to that. Well, here's an idea. Yeah. So it, maybe it's something to do with proximity to the particle accelerator determines... Uh, how quickly you manifest your powers. Everyone in Central City who got affected by the particle accelerator exhibited powers, you know, almost immediately, right? So maybe yeah. it's something to do with like this stuff leaked out into the world, but the further away you were from it, the 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 longer the exposure had to, to take uh, in order for you to gain powers. See, I like that idea. The only problem is if that was the case, I feel like they would have gone that route with cutting the the latent meta meta ability. For Laurel, but since they're going the tech route, I just I don't think 
At least, at least uh, if they are going to go meta, it'll probably be in the distant future. I, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious as to what they're going to do for Vibe and Killer Frost now. Yeah, me too. Me too. Now, of course, some of the previews. Well, I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> we probably shouldn't talk about that in the uh, in the review. Uh, but yeah, so it was kind of nice to to jump on over to Star Star City. I, I got to tell you, I didn't even really put two and two together until it was like literally drawn out in front of us with the whole um laurel keeping secrets from her father and also then joe keeping secrets from iris yeah it's a really interesting parallel there i i I liked how they did that uh (laughs) because you know detective lance is or uh yeah he's captain now captain lance that yeah oh yeah you're right he is captain my bad captain lance uh you know he's playing the role of iris in this situation and (laughs) you know uh laurel's playing the role of joe and so he's sitting there saying, you know, she held information from me. She lied to me for reasons that she said was justified, but I don't think they are, which is exactly, <laughs> you know, right. Joe's shtick where he's like, no, 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 we got to keep it from her because we're keeping her safe. And those are my reasons. And like, you know, Eddie's <laughs> the only one with, you know, a clear head in the whole thing going, no, you tell people you don't lie to people you love, you know? <laughs> well, and see, that's the thing. Eddie's clearly been listening to Flash TV talk because we just like last episode said, hey, just tell her that you've been working with the Flash. You don't have to sell out Barry. And lo and behold, that's what Eddie does. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good cop out, but I, I think it's still going to bother him, you know? Uh, In what way? Well, because I mean, yes, he did tell her a bit of what he was dealing with, but he didn't tell her everything that he knew i feel like all right you're right i mean i guess it wasn't clearly stated but i feel like the implied uh additional information is that because i'm working with the flash there are things that i can't tell you right well I, yeah that, that that depends entirely on iris though like is she going to be satisfied by him just saying that he's working with the flash or is she going to say well what else are you not telling me i mean are, are there other things that you're hiding and if she keeps uh, poking and prodding i think it's gonna you know it's gonna start wearing on him i think i think we're about to see a nice little renaissance for iris and and i'm, I'm hopeful of that because i think that uh in this episode uh with one exception she really you know she really kind of stood on her own two feet she was actually in the action and in the episode um she was a part of what was going on she didn't feel like she was kind of being held off to the side even though we were still playing another round of everybody's favorite game let's lie to iris more like lyris i love it uh yeah unfortunately though um there was one thing they introduced this episode that kind of drove me a little crazy what's that iris can hack now so the the word hack in this respect i don't think you think was, she uses it the same way that like everybody says hack, which is I just figured out that my parents' password was my birthday. Yeah, yeah, she socially engineered something. Like oh, okay. she said, she said she she hacked into the uh, what was it the uh, some she, database. She said, right? I mean, I think it was her like her dad's password or something, right? I mean, it was something for the the police department. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. She basically just all she's doing is she's logging into accounts. She's not pulling a Felicity and like you know hacking into power grids and you know shutting bees down and stuff okay well that see all right so here's the thing with that because i i know that we use the term hack and i mean we as in kind of members of our generation and possibly the younger uh we use the hack kind of use that term kind of um uh, somewhat liberally like yeah i hacked into it which is just i logged into my parents account yeah and so you know i think that's that's probably she would also kind of fit into that generation she's probably using it in the same way but I did get a little concerned because a lot of times you kind of almost see this trope uh, or, or this kind of um, Chloe slash Felicity archetype. And I don't want to see Iris fall into that. I want Iris to stand on her own two feet and kind of be your own character and not kind of slide into that place. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that, that role is kind of filled. I mean, we don't need Iris on Team Flash hacking stuff. Right, exactly. I mean, gosh, if you've got Cisco and Caitlin there, then that's it seems redundant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing that was interesting to me, though, is in regards to Iris for this episode, is she's the, the thing. One of the things they've been keeping her uh, keeping from her was the existence of metahumans. She knows for a fact now that uh, metahumans exist. Is that true? I feel like well, I'm, so she knew about the Flash, yeah, but she didn't know that there were other metahumans. I feel like Pied Piper kind of made. I guess you could argue that he's tech based, at least publicly. Uh, and yeah, I guess that's true of, uh, Captain Cold and Heatwave. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't, I guess, uh, no real metahuman up until this episode has ever had kind of public exposure. 
yeah, none of the other cops knew. They're keeping it from all the other cops. Right, right. Okay, all so, right. Fair enough. But the thing is, is now she knows that they exist. Nobody ever knew about Burning Man. Yeah, in fact... The I, cops didn't know about Burning Man. Yeah, okay, so Burning Man thing, I think even... Oh, I guess Iris, Iris, yeah, she wrote about Burning Man. But again, it was like, an, it, was a, it was a, you know, blog post rumor kind of thing. And nobody ever actually believed her. In fact, when she approached Caitlin about it, Caitlin said, you know, I thought he was just a uh, urban legend. Yeah. But anyway, so now now she she's had personal experience with metahumans. Iris? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's I'm I'm curious to see where they're gonna go with that. Like Wait, wasn't she at the benefit where multiplex like split up and oh, but he was wearing masks. All right, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to back. No, she wasn't at that benefit. She was at the benefit with the trickster. She was totally at that benefit. She was at both benefits. Iris, you know, she gets all the invites. She is she the benefit girl? She's the benefit girl. Uh, <laughs> so it's interesting though, because now, you know, she's had firsthand experience, you know, she helped the team capture a metahuman. Right. So where are they going to go from that? I don't know. I think, I think we're getting closer to her having to know. I mean, if but, she's going to be like popping up at star labs in the middle of the day, you know, anything could be happening at star labs. But here's the thing though. I don't want them to tell her anymore. I want her to figure it out and tell them. You like mean that? I, I think that would be the ultimate, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? That would be the ultimate redemption on her part. Since everybody's lied to her and everybody's like, oh, Iris, you know, how come her characters never figured this out? Blah, 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 blah. I, I, I think now that she's had all this experience with this kind of stuff, I just want her to not be told and be surprised. I want her to come right. to her own conclusion and, and confront them about it. Well, when Barry revealed himself in the alternate present, um, she didn't, I mean, she was kind of taken back, but it's not like she was like, Oh my gosh, this is out of nowhere. You know, it seemed almost like it kind of fit. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I, I, vindication, that's the word. It'd be vindication for her character to come forward and say, look, something's going on. And I think you guys have, you guys know something about the flash or so, you know, something like that. I want her to, come forward and, and say, I know you guys are, are keeping something from me and it's related to metahumans. It's related to the flash. And I want you to tell me what it is. Well, here's the other thing too, man. I mean, you know, she's not necessarily trying to find out who the flash is, right? Like I think at this point she accepts who he is as kind of the, the hero and the savior of the city. So why would she want to expose him? Like that's well, not her, that's not her goal. That's not her end game. I don't think she's trying to expose him. I think what, she, what what I the way I want it to happen is is she busts up in the Star Labs and she goes, uh, "You guys are working with the Flash, and I want to know the I want to know what's going on. Maybe I don't maybe she doesn't want to know who the Flash is, but she wants to know who what's going on, why everybody lying to her, all this kind of stuff." Yeah, no, I and, I think a theme of this overall episode is kind of building tensions, and I think that's kind of what you're getting at with with where she is. Um, in fact, I think having a character like Everyman come in is a great kind of outlet for everybody to let out the tension that's been built up, right? You have uh, Barry having to face off against Iris as well as himself, as well as Eddie um, in the kind of embodiment of what Everyman does. We get Caitlin having to deal with the tension that has apparently been building up between her and Barry, which, by the way, how did, Ka how did Caitlin not see that that was not Barry? Yeah, how did anybody not see that that was not Barry? I know, right? It's like, I'm going to be creepy and smooth. Like, first of all, that's a weird combination. Second of all, that is not Barry. That, he never said anyone's name. He's always like, hey, Caitlin, hey, Iris. And he's like, hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> Remember that thing you once said to me? Yes, I do. But I want to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I liked every man. I thought, um, you know, it, it's a good power set to kind of throw Barry off. Um, I, I did find it interesting that um, uh, he did not ev ever actually take on Barry's powers. That was right. The big thing. But they he were... did. Well, but he didn't. A little bit. Eh. I thought. You're, you're thinking back to when he faced off Flash versus Flash. Yeah. I think the slow-mo thing was actually every man trying to punch Barry, Barry dodging every man, and then Barry going all, you know, rock'em, sock'em on every man. I need to watch it again because I, yeah, I didn't have a chance to watch it again before tonight. Maybe that's what's going on. The way I felt is that maybe he because, you know, programmable matter, maybe he's able to like steal mm. some of whatever it is that makes Barry fast, but he doesn't have a connection to the speed force. That I mean, that could be I didn't I didn't think about it like that, but that's possible. I, I it confused me at first when I saw that scene. But once if you follow through the one who's doing the dodging, the super speed dodging is also the one who's laying the punches, which is clearly Barry. Yeah, yeah. I think the line that threw me off is when he said, but you're not as fast as I am. So I'm like, right. that kind of made me think, 
oh, well, maybe he took some kind of speed, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Taking speed. Yeah, no, he, I mean, this, <laughs> this, <laughs> he snorted an eight ball and yeah. then he was like, <laughs> this, I mean, it does give Barry kind of an opportunity to work some stuff out. In fact, actually, uh, speaking of working some stuff out physically, when we actually see Caitlin who finds the Barry that's been knocked out by every man, first thing she does to revive him, no water, she slaps him in the face. <laughs> Because she's upset about how every man was playing her earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> that was funny. He's like, smelling salts would have worked just as easily. <laughs> See, that was funny, though, because that one kind of made me think that perhaps every man was Caitlyn. Because Caitlyn Oh, right, think, right. Yeah, like, so for a split second there, I thought, okay, maybe every man's Caitlyn. And, or Caitlyn is every man, and, and every man's trying to do something, you know, nefarious again but that was quickly proven false i was a little disappointed that they actually showed who every man is like what the base form is well i mean they kind of did and they kind of didn't right he couldn't remember who he was right but i mean what i'm saying is when we got to kind of what his original pseudo original form is where half of his face is blurred out i would have rather just had him constantly be somebody that we know well, so that's that was what was confusing to me is uh, Caitlin was describing the serum, saying that whenever you inject it with him, it's going to re- restore all of his stuff to their natural state. Right. 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 So Barry hits every man with it while every man is in iris form. Yeah. And when he gets knocked out, he's still in iris form. I know. I thought that, too. I thought that was really weird. And I was like, is iris every man? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, Flash? <laughs> it's like, this is the weirdest show ever. And, uh, <laughs> like, they're like, they think we're predictable. Take this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, no wonder Grant was saying that uh, no one has seen this, <laughs> this, this ending. Is that actually Iris is every man who is also Harrison Wells and Eobard Thawne. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so every man is the first time that we have a metahuman that the establishment, talking about, of course, the uh, Central City Police Department, has to deal with. Um, in fact, it's it's interesting, too, because we see Captain Singh, who has been privy to metahuman activity, uh, maybe not um, maybe not too much head on. I mean, the only experience he really had head on was when he faced off with Weather Wizard in the alternate present. Well, here's my question about that, though. Yeah. Could he be having the same kind of dreams Cisco had about his trauma? We well, didn't die. I hear what you're saying. But I mean, I, th- I think Cisco is unique because he died. Okay. That, that that's that's my theory there but but yeah i think we talked about that last week yeah. so but regardless whoever it is that that sing is reporting to what was her name oh i do not remember i can't remember either we're gonna get flack for that um but uh but she is the one that really like when she understands what's going on and when she kind of acknowledges the the metahuman activity and she even has that kind of heart to heart with barry about the flash or maybe it was joe you know that there's there's this mindset there's this kind of showing of um, of the city embracing this concept. And it also establishes, I mean, if, if the CCPD is going to be aware of metahumans, they're also going to need a place to put metahumans, which means that we're going to need to start having some very serious talks between the Flash and the police department about, you know, his, uh, his friends in the basement. Well, I have a feeling there's going to be some pretty serious repercussions when uh, the, the CCPD finds out that they've been, you know, stripping people of their constitutional rights <laughs> yeah yeah it is man they've, they've all it's it, i've mentioned it before but it's that episode of uh south park where cartman's putting the hippies in the basement that's exactly what this is it's like sir <laughs> you, yes you have it's the one where they have to like um they have to drill through the hippies so that they can put in like the the metal band into the big hippie concert oh i don't think so oh my gosh you need to watch that it's hilarious all right I think you're right. I think that something is going to happen. There is going to be a day of judgment, uh, both for the villains and also for those keeping the villains in the basement. Um, I think there is also a day of judgment that is coming very soon for Eobard Thawne. If you think about the fact that now, you know, uh, Barry hands over all the names of the people who have been locked up because they thought that every man was or that they were actually every man. This is starting a opening up of investigation of previous crimes committed by metahumans. This is the first step to getting Papa Papa Allen out of prison. Yes, it is. I didn't think about that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. So so now he's working on it on two fronts, right? He Barry's chasing after the actual man who committed the crime. Right. The, the CCPD is chasing after 
people who may be wrongfully incarcerated because of metahumans. Exactly. So, and I mean, it is, it is going to be a, probably a storm, right? Because um, sure. Like everybody's going to say like, Oh, it wasn't me. It was a metahuman. Like everybody is going to say that, but yeah. they can start reevaluating the evidence based off of this kind of new super science world that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's going to be really interesting when someone from the CCPD, who's not Joe, goes up to Star Labs to ask Harrison Wells for some help on the reverse flash case. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, here's the deal. Um, I really like the Harrison Wells and Joe's uh, Harrison Wells and Joe relationship. And yeah. I know that like I, I know that it's always been, even from the start, this kind of awkward, um, not trusting thing. But that scene they shared near the end where so oh man, it's powerful and it's all a lie. And like that's what really like crushes me because, and this is really what Tom Cavanaugh is just really bringing to this character. He's sitting there, he's making you care for a man that he killed fifteen years ago, and he is making like this connection, this conceited, this effort to connect emotionally with Joe, and it's all based on a lie, and he and sells Joe it knows so it. well. And Harrison knows it. Oh yeah. <laughs> But he's still selling it. Exactly, man. It's it's um it's powerful stuff. It, it's really it is gonna break my heart. Even though we know, even though, man, we've known since the beginning that Harrison Wells was probably gonna end up being Eobard Thawne. I mean, it's still it's gonna break my heart when it really comes to full on fruition. And you got to know that's happening. What next episode? The next? I mean, it, it's around the corner. Yeah. So this was episode nineteen. We have four episodes left. So, yeah, it, it, it's here and it's going to happen soon. And it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, with uh, at the end of this episode, you got Barry Cisco and, and Caitlin finding the future room. The future room. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, yeah. How weird is that to see a newspaper from the future in a room that you didn't know was there that has all this like crazy. Well, first off, has the worst security in the history of security. Yeah, I know. Right? All right. I was going to ask you about that. Do you think that it was programmed to open for Barry's DNA or could it just anybody just so happen to touch that one spot on the wall and it opens up? My guess is that this is that Eobard Thawne slash, you know, H. Geobard, uh is basically so, you know, either arrogant in his plans uh, that he just just thought just by virtue of hiding it, that he'd be safe. And so that, you know, it's basically like a button on an elevator. You know, anybody can push the button on the elevator, the door will open. But if you don't know where the button on the elevator is, it's going to be hard to, to get the door open, especially if you don't even know there's an elevator there. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's something where he was just thinking that there's no way they're going to look and try to find this crap. So I just hide it in plain sight. I know where it is. And so I just push the button. I get to go in and, and nobody else, unless they're running their hand along the wall and happen to hit the <laughs> exact same spot that this button's going to be. It seemed like a pretty big spot. Do what? It seemed like a pretty big spot, though. Like it was his entire hand. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you know, it's, it's the hiding in plain sight, right? I uh, yeah, no, you're you're not you're not wrong. But I did think that was pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, what? I mean, where do you think this leads them? I mean, obviously, this confirms for everyone that, of course, uh, Harrison Wells is the Reverse Flash. Um, I mean, he hasn't said it. He had, they haven't shared that moment yet on screen. But, I mean, they have seen the costume. They have gone into the future room. They've seen, as you mentioned, the newspaper showing the uh, evidence of a crisis coming and Barry missing in the year 2024. Uh, yes, 2024. So, I mean, next well, so, steps, so man. There, there's do? a couple things, right? Yeah. Um, maybe that's all part of his plan. Is for them to find it? No. Well, he has been really cool about everything, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, you figure if, if, if they're on the verge, I mean, he obviously knows there's something up with Barry. Oh, he has yeah, to. yeah. So if he was worried about his plans coming un unraveled, I think he'd have done something about it by now. But he has. not And plus the fact that it was so easy to find the room and the fact that they're able to get in the room and the newspaper, like nothing was coded to yeah. Wells' DNA or well, anything like that's, that. That's why I thought maybe maybe Wells actually programmed it so that Barry could open up the room with kind of the intention that he wanted Barry to open it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, it, it, it's part of his plan for them to find it. Yeah, okay. No, maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it would make sense given the circumstances of it, you know, being hidden in plain sight kind of thing and 
and he they were able to get into it to begin with. You know, I got I, here's kind of a fun paradoxical thing. Do you think that uh, Cisco seeing that picture of Barry wearing a new costume gives him the idea to go ahead and create that new costume? Time paradox. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's interesting. It, it's it's one of those cliffhangers that's not so crazy out there, but just really really makes me want to go ahead and watch next episode. Oh man, I wish I wish Flash was on Netflix. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, let's see what um, we've talked about uh, the Cisco team up. We talked about Black Canary. Oh, we didn't talk about um, um, Cisnary or Canisco. Canisco. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, she gave him the whole autograph picture. I guess she didn't autograph it, but she gave him that picture with him. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Because <laughs> that, that's the thing I love about Cisco, right? Is Cisco is the audience's analog when it comes to a lot of this oh, stuff. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I mean, who wouldn't if you're sitting there and all of a sudden a superhero that you've heard about in the news that you've seen video clips of and somebody that you're like, you know, totally infatuated with comes up and is like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, I'm that superhero. Would you not be like, can I please have a picture of you in your costume? Please, 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 please. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to like just uh, just take, just take a selfie with me. That's that's what you're after. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, hey, man, I, I did mention the whole costume thing. And I've been thinking a little bit about, you know, we, we've only got a very few episodes left in the season. Everybody has been talking about what may or may not happen in the season finale. And uh, and so if you're up for it, man, let's let's go ahead and jump into a little. Speedster speculation. So I have been thinking about the fact that, um, you know, for the longest time, you and I both, and I think probably the majority of uh, Flash fans out there, have been uh, anticipating a Flashpoint or Flash Rebirth style, you know, plotline in the future. Now, you even mentioned uh, earlier in this episode that Grant Gustin has gone on record saying that nobody has guessed it. He's seen all the rumors and nobody knows what's coming. I've said Grant really doesn't know what he's talking about. It's great. You know, he's doing a great job portraying Barry Allen, but it's not like he's this hardcore comic book fan that understands this universe in the same capacity as most of these fans. However, that said, something struck me about the fact that we have gotten the confirmation that when Barry goes to the future past... And fights the reverse flash for the, you know, that climactic battle that, that ends up killing his mom. Barry is wearing a costume that we have yet to see him wear. And on top of that, you got to wonder what else could possibly happen in this season finale that would be monumental enough to kind of warrant, I don't know, almost like a detour away from Barry getting into that kind of stuff. Hmm. You know what um, I mean? Like, like if if we're not going to tell that story, and and who knows? Maybe we are. But let's just assume for a moment that that's not the story that we're that we're building up to, or or at least we're building up to that story. But maybe we might get a bait and switch at the end of the season. So you're saying if it's not Flashpoint, then what is it? Well, all right. And, and here's what I'm I'm thinking. I mean, obviously we just did this Rogues Rumble thing. Black Flash has this major you know uh, fan following behind him. You got to think about the fact that because of the events in the future past, a life was taken that maybe should or should not be taken, or more accurately, perhaps because of what Barry's attempting to do, which is to stop somebody from dying, that might get the attention of a certain aspect of death, especially one who's associated with speedsters. So what if at the end of the season, Black Flash actually comes in and becomes this antagonist for season two that Barry and Harrison, H.G. Abard, Eobard Thawne will have to actually team up against because he's after both of them. Interesting concept and interesting idea. I like it. Not going to happen. Really? What? Oh, oh, come on, man. I think that's I think it's brilliant. I think it's inspired. What are you saying? Well, no, I think it's brilliant and inspired, but I, that's like a season five, season six thing, man. I don't know, man. I mean, look, right now, the biggest heartbreak for most of us when it comes to this H.G. Abard plotline is that so many of us love the Harrison Wells character that we've gotten and Tom Cavanaugh's portrayal of him. We like this dynamic that he has between him and Barry. And so what if I mean, that that's that's that could be right around the corner, man. These two have to team up in order to stop the Black Flash so that they can then go on, you know, to do what it is they're going to do, which is. You know, Eobard going back in time trying to kill Barry, Barry going back in time and trying to save his mom and, um, you know, future past stuff. Yeah, but see, the, the thing is, uh, my understanding of the Black Flash is that he's kind of like death, like the like, you know, like like the Grim Reaper. Y yes. But for speedsters. Yes. Yeah. For speedsters specifically. 
Uh, so, different interpretations of the character, but yes, yes, yes. Let's for all yeah. intents and purposes, I think that's probably a safe bet for what the direction they'd take the character. Yeah, but it's like Think about it like this. Think about it like this. They have been going around changing the timeline. Both of them have. Uh, yeah. Or at least to yeah, yeah, actually at this stage both of them definitely have. And so because of changes to the timeline, we've already seen people who were going to die did not die and people who did die uh, are are not dead and vice versa. Point being, if you know, if the idea is that the the death, let's think of kind of death incarnate having this problem with all of these lives being taken from death and and things being messed with the natural order, death then kind of calls upon or creates this speedster aspect to go and stop these two speedsters from continuously messing up the natural order of things. That could be kind of an origin story for the Black Flash that fits into what we've seen already. Cisco supposed to die. He's alive now because of the actions and, and changes that were made into, uh, into the timeline from Barry. Barry's mom should have been alive, one would imagine, not alive because of what happens in the future past. Well, yeah, see, my thing is, though, so, like, the, the Black Flash is tied intrinsically with the Speed Force, right? And we really haven't explored the Speed Force enough to, to, to make audiences comfortable with the fact that there is this entity out there that patrols the Speed Force looking for, you know, abuses of it. Uh, I, I, I just don't think that, that, that and this is to no fault of the writers, I think this is what they're doing, the, the pacing in the show is wonderful, but I don't think they developed the concept of the Speed Force enough that's, so that yeah, okay. it would merit the Black Flash showing up. Uh, but see, I think they could probably use this as an, all right, so, so, all right, what do we know so far about the Speed Force? Not much, right? But we do know that Eobard Thawne has a very vast understanding of it from a speedster perspective. So if they introduce the character of the Black Flash, then, and, and, and kind of set up this idea of the Reverse Flash and Flash having to team up, Reverse Flash could then teach Barry about the Speed Force in a way that he has not yet understood, and thus the audience could actually get the explanation while we're getting that Black Flash plotline. Yeah, I could see that, but it's not going to happen in the last four episodes. No, this is what I'm saying, dude. They're, they're, season two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So set it up. Like like I said, you get to whatever that big final moment is. We all expect Barry to go back to the future past, but instead, as he's about to you know, jump on the cosmic treadmill or do whatever it is he's going to do, Black Flash shows up and says, you know, no one can stop death or something like that. Something uh, ominous and like, oh my gosh, nobody saw this coming except from Bo from Flash TV Talk. You know, no, I, I, I really like the idea, and I applaud you for coming up with it. Thank and I you. think it's wonderful. Thank you. I don't think it's a season two thing. See, I like the first couple of things you were saying. I, I wasn't so, so <laughs> big on that last thing you are saying. I like everything about it, but it's terrible and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You're perfect. Now change. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Look, here's the thing. I know it's kind of a wild theory. I wanted to throw it out there, though, because I was just, I'm just always so surprised that the Black Flash has such a following um, in, in kind of the community. And I mean, he, he's a cool character. I mean, it's a cool I, concept. Very cool concept and everything else. Um, but I mean, with even even with kind of the the other rogues and more uh, grounded, less speed force connected, less um, abstract connected characters, he still is a prevalent one that's out there in the fan community. So maybe that's the thing that nobody has seen yet until now. Grant, you, you give me credit, buddy, if I'm right. <laughs> I, I, I know you're not listening. So somebody well, else. Yeah. Tell well, him. We'll, we'll see. I, good idea. And I give you mad props if we see Black Flash in the season finale. All right, man. If we see it, then um, then uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I won't. Uh, I won't put a bet out there. You've already done a pub crawl in a gorilla suit, so I'll go to work in the gorilla suit on uh, Halloween. I won't. I, I don't want you to lose your job <laughs> on Halloween. Well, that could work. I mean, it's, you know, in fact, I'm, I'm I'm probably going to wear that costume for Halloween. I uh, would hope so, man. It's a good costume. It's a, it's well, a good one. we always do a Halloween costume contest at work, so. Oh yeah, well you'll definitely win then. That's the beautiful thing. News flash. News this week, there is none. Well, there's a little bit, right? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, so uh, word on the street is that John Wesley Ship may have spilt the beans on a tentative title for the new. Flash Arrow spinoff. This is heavily disputed, but what 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 is being said about that? Well, so he mentioned the name Legends. Yeah, so John Wesley Ship mentioned that it was called Legends, uh, and then let's see here. Legends sounds like a working title, though. You know what I mean? Like that sounds like a behind the scenes kind of like Project Titan for Blizzard, which ended up being called uh, Overwatch. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of what, what this is, is Legends is more of like a behind-the-scenes thing. Could be, could be. Uh, the thing is, Legends of Tomorrow was another name that was dropped. Yeah. Um, but so but I, I, this mean, is I, like, I, I don't know. This is like C-list heroes. Like, I don't know that those are the Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> I think they're kind of like the B team of today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, look, I'm I'm excited for it. And I mean, I know, I think I've heard things like Brave and the Bold. I've heard things like Adam. I've heard things like, um, uh, what was the other thing? Well, we've, we've tossed around, maybe they'll call it Justice Society or something like that. Who knows? Flash what they, 2, Electric Boogaloo. Flash 2, Electric. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, 2 Flash, 2 Arrow. You know, however they want to do it. <laughs> Too flash, too flurious. I like it. Ooh, and they could all have flurries. Mick yeah. flurries. Well. Sponsored by I mean, Big Belly Burger, ironically. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, so I, I just don't know if I'd buy that. But I will tell you this, man. Something that is kind of official and out there and, I, and only vaguely ties into kind of the flash overall is this trailer that came out, the Batman Superman thing. Did you see this? I did. I saw a subtitled version of it. Uh, it, it, the, the subtitles were in a different language, so it's not like it was distracting or anything. But. Well, it's it's out officially now in HD, glorious, and everything. What? Yeah, man. Like, okay, so there was this whole leakage thing that happened like the day of, and I remember because yeah. SpongeBobby's in particular was like on it. He was like tweeting yeah. us like crazy, get it, get it fast. And uh, I just wasn't in a place where I could actually watch it. But later that day, it came out full fledged. And, you know, it's um, you got Superman, you have kind of this debate going on in the background about, you know, is, is this good? Or is it bad? You know, what? Why are we kind of having all this hero worship? You see that giant kind of carved image of Superman with um, what, what was it that was spray painted on his chest? False God. False God. And then on top of that, you get the Batman, a better look at the bat suit, uh, not just the actual, you know, bat suit itself, which, by the way, best bat suit I've ever seen on screen. Yeah, it looks really cool. Best bat suit. And then also uh, you get the the um, tank, you know, uh, um, Return of the Dark Knight type suit as well. And that thing looks incredible. Yeah, I love the blue eyes. Looks great, man. And that that um, just that eerie, do you bleed? You know, it's it good stuff. So I had heard, see, the reason why I hadn't seen uh, the, the HD version and the new version of it is because I thought uh, there's a different version of it that came out or that's going to come out that has 20 seconds of additional footage. Something yeah. that's like it's attached to Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, maybe, but uh, one way or the other, man, you don't need to. You don't need to miss this. This is it's it's good. It's well, really yeah. Good. Like I, I I just figured I would wait and see the Mad Max Fury Road one because it's got the extra footage in it. Okay, well, when does um, Mad Max come out? I don't know, but I really want to see that movie. Yeah, it looks all right. I'm not a big Mad Max guy. Well, this is like if well, you know what? Jared in the chat saying it's only five seconds of extra footage. Ah, okay. So there you go. But one way or the other, man, I wouldn't wait. I would go ahead and watch it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm uh, totally gonna watch the HD version. Absolutely. I, I think even um um, uh, who is guy? What plays uh, Superman? Henry uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's been out there. He said that this is not a sequel to uh, Man of Steel, and this is kind of its own thing. I mean, it's I mean, obviously it takes place after Man of Steel, but. This should not be interpreted as the Superman sequel. This is kind of a stepping stone to Justice League. I think, if anything, you know, that, that subtitle of um, uh, Prelude to the Justice League or whatever it's called. Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Yeah, I mean, like, that, that's, that itself is an indication that this is really just kind of a, a prequel for what, uh, for what Justice League will be. And since that leads us to, you know, Ezra Miller's Flash, obviously we'll be watching this in, with great interest. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's funny, too, because I remember when I first went to... Uh, Action Island and bought my first issue of Batman and Superman. Yeah. I remember us talking about how cool it would be if they did a Batman Superman movie. I do remember that. Yeah, your dorm room, man. Yeah, I do remember that. God, what was that? 10 years ago? Oh, man. Please don't tell me that. It wasn't 10 years ago. 10 years later. Yeah, it probably was. We went to the we went to the arcade first. We played the X-Men games, right? Before yes. We, we did that some weekends. We would go, we would uh, hit up the arcade at the bowling alley and uh, and play the old X-Men arcade and then head over to Action Island, pick up some comics, and then come back on campus and read them. Man, those are the days. Dude, we were ballers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, good stuff. All right. Listener feedback this week. We got a great iTunes review in from Zitz Comics fan. What does he say, Bell? Flash podcasts are sincerely awesome. Love the show and a fan on Twitter as well. Been listening to it in the car on the ride home from work each day. I tell you what, I had a road trip 
And uh, this was last year when I was going home for, for the holidays and listening to our podcast is super fun to do when you do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then also in the uh, live chat, let's see if we can take a couple of questions, thoughts or comments. Go ahead and put your comments in the live chat right now here at Mixler.com slash And we will address those right now. Michaela asks, do you want Iris to find out about Barry sooner or later? And how do you want her to find out? Well, I mentioned this earlier. I want her to confront everyone on Team Flash and be like, I know something's going on. You need to tell me what's going on. And I, I want her to use her journalistic skills and things like that to kind of, you know, figure it out on her own, because I think that would help her character grow a little bit. And it'd be a little bit of vindication on her part since everybody's been lying to her. Yeah. I just think it'd be super cool for her to basically tell everybody else that she already knows. I think it, I, 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 yes and no. I mean, I, I do want her to find out on her own, but I don't want her to use her journalistic la 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 la, because I think that it'd be better if she found out almost on accident. I think it speaks more to her character if she's not actively trying to figure out who he is. Um, that to me, that makes her a stronger character. So um, that that's, uh, I, I, I do want her to find out, but I, I would actually like it to be a little bit more on accident. I do want her to feel and, and kind of hold them accountable for the betrayal that is rightly there. Um, yes. But I, I don't want her to actually, you know, if she's the one who's trying to unmask the hero, that makes her a villain. And I just don't I don't want to see that happen. Well, no, I don't, I don't want her to unmask it. I, I want well, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah, even yeah, if it's no, just I, for I, herself. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally see what you're trying to say. And I'm not saying that I want her to try to unmask the flash. I want her to try to, you know do the kind of investigation stuff where she can kind of figure out, okay, well there's something going on and I know you guys have something to do with the flash. And, you know, basically I want, I want her to not get told what's going on. Right. Right. Jared in the chat says, do you think that uh, one of the other killer frosts might already exist? Ooh, that's a good question. How many killer frosts have there been? I want to say three, not a hundred percent on that. Huh. But um, it is true. Caitlin is not the only Killer Frost that's out there, at least in the comics. Although I will say I, I do like the idea of her being the first or perhaps only Killer Frost in this universe. Um, I, I, you know, I've, I've stated before, actually, kind of early on, how cool would it be if at some point Captain Cold ends up kind of uh, becoming a mentor to her and kind of this dark Obi-Wan and teaches her how to like hone her ice powers. Yeah. Now, now Max actually brings up something. Uh, Max in the chat, I should say, uh, brings up something that I was thinking about earlier in this episode when I was talking about, uh, you know, other people maybe getting powers and every every metahuman that we've seen thus far is, uh, you know, a villain or something like that. Maybe the people maybe there's other people out there who have these powers who are afraid of them and don't want to use them and don't want to tell people about them. Mm. And so they're hiding it. Mm. And you think that perhaps uh, Caitlin could be one of these people? Could be. Uh, now, because, that, like, you know, if you have, like, opportunistic people who are saying, holy crap, I can teleport. I'm going to go rob banks. But you might have somebody who says, holy crap, I can shoot ice from my hands. Um, I'm terrified of myself. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I could kind of actually see Caitlin being a little um, overwhelmed by having that kind of power. But I just, I think that we would have seen it by now if, if she knew that about herself. Now, I do think it's possible that she has that meta ability and she just doesn't realize it yet. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think that she has it and she knows and she isn't telling anybody. I think if anything, she would have it and does, just doesn't know or something like that. It hasn't manifested itself. But I could see other people, maybe, uh, you know, other metahumans in Central City who aren't abusing their powers. Yeah. And so that's why we don't see other good metahumans. I mean, maybe that makes sense. Yeah, works for me, man. I like it. Good feedback this week, guys. Thank you all so much. Of course, we always love engaging with you guys on uh, on the live chat as well as on social. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter. We're at Flash TV Talk. And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page over at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. Also, if you like this show, you should check out our parent show panel to screen where this week we talk about. Actually, yeah. I, no, no, no. Actually, Bell, can we can we just talk about Star Wars? Oh, absolutely. Let's just talk about Star Wars. Let's just talk about Star Wars. Yeah, panel to screen, we'll be talking about some Star Wars. want to give some special shout-outs to Charlie Bach, who provides our outro music, as well as B from FlashFans.org. Hey, head over and check out our uh, issue this week of The Brogues webcomic at TheBrogues.com. 
we introduce a character that was helped develop by you guys, by the live chat here at uh, Mixler.com slash Pottery during a recording of Flash TV Talk or Panel Screen, one or the other. Uh, and that is the B-Tender, which is based off of B from FlashFans.org. So check it out, thebrogues.com for that. And that's going to do it for us for tonight. For more Flashtastic awesomeness, tune in next week to Flash TV Talk. Flashtastic outro, copyright Matt SC. member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.